It is shocking to me, I guess, in some ways, to find out that Alberta has actually seen the fewest number of divorces in some 40 years through COVID. What? How does that work? It's kind of the exact opposite of what I think a lot of people thought was going to happen. You know, you're, you're, you're at home, you got a lot of concentrated time with your partner. Maybe that could highlight some fractures <laughs> or you some think? existing cracks, but maybe that's not the case. We're going to get into it with our next guest, who is an associate professor of family sciences at the U of A. Matthew Johnson is here. Hey, Matthew, good morning. Good morning. Okay. I'm so confused. Matthew, I, I, a lot of our listeners are too. They're saying, okay, well, there's got to be some sort of uh, some some fine print to this detail. So let's just get the data first. This is correct. 40% fewer divorces last year? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. It was a pretty dramatic drop, especially when you think about demographics. They don't tend to change that uh, drastically. So what? Why? Like, wh- maybe even if it's not that drastic, uh, why is it our assumption that this splits people up? Maybe not all that true. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know yet for sure. This is COVID is going to be something that scientists and social scientists study for years into the future. Um, as tired of as it as of it as everyone is at the moment, like we're still going to be pouring over this to see what we can learn. But um, my hunch is that, especially in 2020, people had bigger things to worry about, and they pushed pause on a lot of major life decisions. So it wasn't only divorce that dropped pretty dramatically, but the number of marriages dropped as well. Mm. And there was a lot of speculation when COVID hit that we might have a baby boom because, you know, people cooped up, not a lot else to do, places to go could result in a lot of babies, but the evidence um, that's coming out from vital statistics reports are that actually we had a baby bust because of COVID. And I really think that people had a lot on their plates. There was a lot of uncertainty. And for a while there, especially in 2020, it felt like the world was falling apart. Things were not predictable anymore. People were losing jobs. There was, uh, you know, healthcare overwhelmed, a lot of death. People were scared for their health. And I think divorce, marriage, while important life decisions, just were lower on the totem pole than some other things. I tried to push us towards that baby boom, but uh, <laughs> you don't have one in a year. So my you baby girl part, born in huh? 2021. Um, I'm curious, uh, was money a, a big issue? I mean, a divorce is expensive. So maybe finances kind of tied into seeing a decrease in divorces? Yeah, I mean, we could expect that is the case, certainly for people who were out of work um, or uh, sporadic work during that time while lockdown was happening, that it could have just been financially out of reach. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's, and, and maybe maybe you've already said this, but it's just stability seemed to be so important to, to so many people. So you mm-hmm. tried to keep it on an even keel instead of getting into some kind of a disruption. And you could say uh, that more babies is a disruption or getting married is a disruption to the status quo. Getting divorced would be a, a disruption. Did we just depend on and and just yearn for stability during that time yeah i i think so the things that we could control that we could have some stability over perhaps we clung to those things while so much in life 
was out of our control and felt out of control. You could certainly see that. So one thing we do know, um, there is, you know, COVID is unprecedented. There is no kind of exact scientific corollary, but there have been studies that follow uh, major life decisions following natural disasters. So things like hurricanes or tornadoes and looking at um, divorce and marriage records in communities affected by those disasters. And um, at, after the disaster is passed, so the years following natural disasters, you tend to have um, an uptick in marriage and divorce. And the rationale being these kind of bigger things out of our control, while they do require all of our attention and resources in the moment to deal with them, once we get past it, we can look back and take stock of our lives. And and for some people, that involves fully committing uh, to a partner that maybe they'd put off for some time, and so there's an uptick in uh, marriage. But for others, it means it really questioning a relationship that's no longer rewarding and calling it quits. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the data, you compare this to in 1979, the average marriage in Alberta lasted 10.7 years. In 2020, the average marriage lasted 14.6 years. So maybe if we look at this with really rose-colored glasses, Matthew, maybe it's that people are at home, they're realizing, hey, I would maybe maybe stick this out, maybe try some strategies that I hadn't tried before. And let's make this work. Yeah, there's definitely, you could take an optimistic view of it. My father-in-law actually mentioned, well, people didn't have a chance to cheat. So maybe that's <laughs> what's going on. And oh. yeah, ab- absolutely. I think that um, maybe for some people that time together uh, allowed them to reconnect um I would predict that we will see an uptick in both marriage and divorce, kind of like pent-up demand um, as we get past the pandemic. Um, I think that some folks, for be, for some folks being together, being kind of thrust into that situation, spending a lot of time together without a choice, yeah. drew in, in to stark contrast some things in their relationship that maybe they were able to ignore in the hustle and bustle of life. Hmm. So I would anticipate an uptick in divorce. Maybe it doesn't fully make up for the drop. Maybe there are some people who were headed toward divorce who were able to use that time and work things out. But I do think we'll see kind of a return to more typical levels in 21 and uh, 22. But typical levels of divorce are actually on the decline. So there is an overall good story with divorce that since the 90s, the divorce rate has been falling consistently. Mm. Um, And I just saw some data recently, the drivers of that fall in divorce are actually young people. Young people today making the commitment to get married are staying married better than previous cohorts. Uh, a little bit more committed. Talking with Matthew Johnson, uh, Associate Professor of Family Sciences at the U of A. You, you'd mentioned sort of the, the pessimistic outlook of it. Is it possible that some people uh, might have stayed together too long? But sometimes they're, they're, it, it, it's an irreparable uh, union, right? And it needs to end for the health, mental health, emotional health of both sides, perhaps. Do you think some people might have pushed that off? And, and is that a risk that there have been uh, some, some ramifications of, of sticking together too long? Yeah, I mean, I think COVID was a a balancing act, trying to balance all of the risks uh, in life. So 
Yeah, I think what we know from, I'm going to flip this question a bit. What we know from the divorce data, so a study out of Minnesota actually followed up with over a thousand couples who divorced. And what they found was a quarter, a shocking number of those couples who had already divorced when followed up with believed that their marriage could have been saved had they have put in more effort or had they have had gone to couples therapy or really thought about that decision. The thing about divorce is that it has its own form of inertia. Once you start moving in the direction of ending a union, things gain momentum, you get your family and friends on your side, you hire a lawyer, you move out, and everything starts pushing you that direction. So is there a risk of staying in a toxic relationship longer than you should? Absolutely. Um, in many situations, divorce is the absolute right option, and um, it's the course that, unfortunately, the couple has to take. For, for a not insubstantial proportion of couples, though, um, divorce is not something that they necessarily have to do and maybe even want to do, but kind of get swept up in the motion of it. And so mm. um, potentially COVID pushed pause on that process for some people. They were able to reconcile. They were able to seek out help if that was the right course of action. And maybe some marriages will be saved. Yep. Great perspective. Matthew, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts this morning. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, happy to be here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.